What's up, everyone? My name is Chris Marshall with my boy, Frank G. We are the hosts of Build the Empire podcast. Frank G, tell the people what we do. What's going on, everybody? Chris and I, we discuss established empires while showcasing us building ours. All right. We are on every Monday and Thursday. That may change for the upcoming weeks because Frank over here is very busy making sales, sales at his job. We missed Thursday episode. Frank, you hit me up a little overwhelmed at times. Yeah, I mean, you know, as I'm sure most people know who are listening as well, a nine to five can get a little, uh, little tough sometimes, you know, but they, you can't lose sight of what you're doing on the side and what's important. Well, before we get into, uh, I guess, selling and sales and how to sell, psychology of sales, grind, which I think is going to be the main focal point of today's show, considering how, you know, you pretty, rip, pretty much ripped me off of you know product and 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 uh, uh i rip you off huh i don't know you're a great salesman but shout out tom right tom who is a great listener of ours you know you know tom right yes i know tom tom doyle you're talking about yeah, I, tom, i'm very curious if you're gonna say what i was gonna say right after about someone else i don't know but tom doyle just found out on his birthday uh. his beautiful wife is gonna have a kid what a good moment that is amazing. That is wonderful. Um, young kid with a, you know his head on his shoulders, and he's starting a family. That's that's wonderful. That's something that we want. Yeah. I wasn't going to say that. I was going to say someone hit me up saying, "I don't think the Thursday episode aired. What happened? Like, did I think something went wrong?" I'm like, "Nah, man, we had to skip it. We skipped one episode." That's actually hilarious. Someone hit you up requesting Thursday's episode. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was uh that was my boy Alex. Shout, Shout out, out Alex. Alex. Shout out Alex. He's a he's so, a good listener. Wait, do you work with Alex? No. Oh. Uh okay. well Alex is a client of mine. Oh. So I don't think you rip off Alex. You rip off Chris. You I rip off my best friend? <laughs> oh, Oh, please stop. If Ryan or Lenny yeah. or, or John, <laughs> don't, don't make them, you know, get awkward. All right. All right. Stop it. No one's making them get awkward, but you right now. Stop it. Just stop it. It's not my fault. You said I am the best. Kid is, uh, what do they call that? The pot stirrer, the devil's advocate. Maybe I'm just selling or overselling what like, you stated. Overselling could bite you in the ass in the end. You could have someone uh, back off from that or maybe get a return. <laughs> I don't know. Depends who bites you on the ass. That's what I say. Yeah, just don't bite the hand that's feeding you. Facts. And I actually taught a very valuable lesson to my nephew because he's got Snapchat uh, pretty much to get a bunch of ladies. So I'm not mad at him. He's 11 and he's using it exactly how Snapchat should be used. Kind of like how you were saying off air, which I won't kind of recite on air. <laughs> but i told him a closed mouth doesn't get fed now have you heard of, the, of that expression before you had to absolutely of course i mean that pretty much correlates to the sales environment i think right if you don't speak up for what you want how can anyone tell you yes or no yeah and as well as if in my certain position if someone asks for a certain shoe and i decide this I'll bring that shoe out, and then this shoe also looks great. So I'm going to present it. That's me speaking. 
And if I didn't do that, that would not be have been sold. Or if someone's asking you for a raise, be absolutely that, scared. You got to ask. There's no harm in asking. Yeah, I've certainly been in that situation in the company I'm in now. Um, when you feel like it, if you feel like you deserve a raise, absolutely speak up. Obviously, do it in a professional way with reasoning. And if you don't, if you don't speak, you're not getting it because the company's not just going to give you something. Now let's rewind this and bring this back a little bit because I do phone sales. Mm-hmm. You do uh, retail sales. You're face to face with high end clients discussing fashion and luxury. I'm over the phone closing deals, discussing financing and banking. Now, I'm sure the tactics and strategy in order to close deals are drastically different, yet some somewhat similar. But I found it very interesting how when you tried giving me a scarf, you sit, you hear my dog in the background? I do hear a little shadow. A little shadow in the background. I wish he'd uh, shut up on the <laughs> podcast episode. I guess I apologize there. Uh, <laughs> I accept your apology. I'm not sure how the listeners are. I don't know. Is it it loud? Like, geez. It's gone now. So we'll uh, keep it rolling, see how it goes. Yeah. I mean, he's not as annoying as my last dog. My last dog went, shut the fuck up. (laughs) But I asked for a dark gray or black scarf. Yes, you did. My man Frank over here, Frank G, he was bitching to me that he couldn't find a solid color and was sending me scarves that like I didn't request and it was different colors. And I was like, why would you do that for a client? If they come in, they ask you for a black scarf, wouldn't you show them a bunch of black scarves? And if we don't have many black scarves, what am I going to do? I'll bring out the one or two. And then I'll bring out four scarves that I think are excellent. What you recommend yourself. Yes. I found that very interesting because that in itself has to be in like your, your Ferragamo sales pamphlet on how to sell. So yeah, when you become a sales associate here, you get a nice little booklet that probably takes you a good amount of time to read. And that is certainly in it. You always bring out the item they request and then you bring out a recommendation. Which now from a a phone sales side, you always discuss options and you always recite your recommendation, right? You're planting the seeds to get little yeses to eventually close the deal on the big yes. Absolutely. I guess it, I, I didn't know that you were using sales tactics on me and I should have humbled myself. So... So yes, that is a sales tactic. Um, But as everyone here knows, we are close friends. So I was still trying to help you. I don't know how close. I wish I had the Ica treatment when you were selling me shit. Shout out Ica, my boy. (laughs) Yeah, I don't get no shout outs. That's because we're shouting everyone else out. But I attempted to show you things that I thought would look good on you and keep you warm in the winter. My guy, you know my style. What is my style? What's my fashion over here? Black and white, kid. And a little bit of gray. Yeah, yeah a little bit of all the, all the like neutral colors. I guess. I like to be neutral. <laughs> There's a fight, I'm neutral. What is that, Switzerland? 
I don't know. I'd like to go to Switzerland. The women are gorgeous. Or Sweden. Uh, Sweden. It's not one of those. Sweden also, I believe, have gorgeous women. I'll go wherever there's gorgeous women. I'm accepted and I can sell stuff. Gorgeous women, gorgeous views, and a great time. Are you trying to sell me right now? I don't need to sell you on a vacation. I know you just say yes. Yeah, I'm I'm always down. It's funny. I was talking to Ankit and we were talking about relationships and how uh, it's like a give or take and how you invest time in mm-hmm. the relationship, which is why ultimately when it ends is why it's, you, you know, you feel heartbroken, like you feel it in your chest physically and mentally, right? Absolutely. You, you uh, feel like you're giving it your all for six months, one year, two years, three years, however long, 10 years, and then it's gone. Yeah. So I was telling Ankit, I'm like, you know, it's weird because I don't feel like that with my boys. I'm like, you know, if they cross me or do something wrong, you know, I'll cut them off. They can go fuck themselves and I'm not going to feel no type of way. I may recollect on nostalgia or, or memories. Um, and I brought you up. I'm like, I mean, it, it, it Frank's my homie, but if we don't talk, I don't think it's going to hurt like as much as like, you know, an ex would. I'm like, and we invest time in together, kind of. We, prob- we probably invest more time than forming new relationships. Yeah, but Ankit made a point. He's like, but when you and Frank go on vacation, you both want to do it. There's no investing in each. <laughs> it's not like I want to go to Chile and you don't, but uh, you make sacrifice to come with me. That's not how that works. No, no, no. no. That's Every, not how- <laughs> everything we do is 100%. We're both in it. Yeah, we're both down. I mean, usually we're on the same page. And, uh, yeah, no, it's not. I mean, it's obviously still a give and take, but I would say I'm not going to sacrifice a vacation because you just want to go on it. <laughs> I mean, there's not, there's no give and take. There's no sacrifices between us for the most part. I mean, it's- well, no sacrifices, but I mean, when, when my boy calls me and I'm busy, I mean, of course I want to answer, but like, if I'm busy, that could, you know, that could be a problem. Well, you're a scumbag. You don't answer like half the time. I call. That's false. There was Absolutely one time, false. There was one time for the listeners uh, who were listening, my car broke down around Frank G's house. And I am walking home and I'm in front of Frank G's house calling, calling him because, you know, maybe he can help me give me a ride back home. <laughs> and he ignores me, ignores me, ignores me. Later to find out he was just sleeping with some broad. So there's a little backstory to this. At that time, Chris has called me probably like two, three times a day. What's the problem? So when you call me two, three times a day. Because of the volume of my calls. Hold on. I'm I'm in the middle of this. All right. I'll let you speak. So when you call me two, three times a day. So you're telling me because of the volume. I guess I'm not speaking. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. And we bullshit. And we could be on the phone for an hour each time. And I'm busy this one time. I probably am not going to answer. However, if a text message came through saying my car broke down, I'm near your house. All right, see you later, Biddy. Where's my boy at? The disgust he has just calling that girl a Biddy. Was she a Biddy? I don't remember who it was. Oh, he's got a Rolodex, ladies and gentlemen. No, this was years ago. Oh, man. To be honest, it was probably my ex-girlfriend. Oh, we don't bring her up on this show. Well, there you go. 
There are no X's brought up on this show. And that's final. <laughs> Fuck you, X's. <laughs> I mean, I'm happy. So you do what you want, X's. I mean, yeah. I'm just happy. Absolutely. We try and be as happy as we can. We do what we want. Yeah, except we can't because we're still dealing with the current economic climate of the pandemic. But me and you had very good months. We had very good months this month. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, things bounce back. Um, As a salesman, you're always trying to find ways to make your money or continue your business. It's funny, man. It's either extremely stressful, difficult heartache or mm. it's, it's just pure joy i'm rich bitch <laughs> there yeah to be honest it's a it's a roller coaster of it's highs and lows you, you you slowly get into the top and then all of a sudden the roller coaster just plummets down and then next month you're up it switches on and off um i think what makes a, a good salesman though or at least one good for the culture is to identify that that happens or that emote like i don't feel that emotion anymore um absolutely it's because you are you're a veteran salesman 10 years in plus yeah but uh, still a lot of people uh, people depending on their character you know there's 35 year olds 40 year olds who who still feel that i just don't feel that no more it is what it is and it there are also definitely factors that play into that i mean if this salesman is having a real low month and they have rent due. They have food on, they got to put food on their table for their but kids. But then they fucked up because the month they killed it where they made fucking 10, 12, 15 grand that month, you have to budget yourself to understand that there is going to be a month where you made the least amount earned. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, you obviously have to know that's you regulating your money. I mean, if you just, if you money made, management, yeah, super important in life. Um, but if I'm down in May, I'm not mad because I bet you I'll be up in June. Well, I don't know. It seems like your store is always popping. It's like you're gifted the good, the good area. It's a dead area too. To be honest, it's a lot of clientele work. Stop giving yourself credit. Shout out, Uh, Alex. I know you're a client and technically I'm a client as well, but like, you're not special. The brand is. Well, if the people aren't in my store and I got to reach out to them, who's doing the work? It's rude not to respond back to you. Um, how many salesmen or telemarketers have you probably picked up the phone and been like, go fuck yourself. Don't call me back. It actually doesn't happen as much as you think. I'd say one out of every 150 calls. For you. Someone saying it to you. Yeah. Well, that's because that's probably a lead and then someone that you know needs money. <laughs> so it's this, in fact, money is way more valuable than Ferragamo to some people. So you have the money product. You have the gold product. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I definitely do. I mean, I'm giving out money, but I'm giving out, I'm giving out a hundred thousand dollars at a, a 30% interest rate over the course of a year. I mean, yeah. that's, that's, that's terrible. That's so it's so you bring that up. I'll quickly go with some. I see uh, someone I know posted how they were searching and searching for like the, their passion, their job. And he, you know, he's done a bunch of ventures and he finally is opening a business for loans. Um, and 
He's like, if this makes him happy, he wants to help people. And in my head, I'm like, how much fucking interest are you charging these people? Does that make you happy? Like, I, I'm not sure if you're happy, if this is a true passion, or you're happy you're just making money. Um, one, that's very interesting. Uh, I wonder who that is or how you know him. Because if he's opening up a business selling loans, he essentially opened up what I do, the yeah. industry I'm in. Um, and Mm. No, I don't want, you know, I'm not going to call anyone out. I, I saw, I saw this on a, a Facebook post, a very long post, you know, where they seem passionate about it, explaining their life journey. And yeah, I have no idea how easy it is to open up this kind of business. To be honest, it seems like difficult. Either you need excellent credit or you need much capital. Lots no, of capital. no, it's actually not difficult at all. Um, I could open up this business. You just need, you need to create and formulate your LLC. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you need to call a company like my, mine and say, hey, can I work with you? Now, once they, yes. Yeah. Now, all I have to do is find a client who wants money, and then I give it to a company like mine, and they're the ones who give the money out. So, okay, so you're like the middleman. Correct. I'm, I'm the bank. Yeah. He's the middleman. Yeah. Finding like finding the clients and the bank. Yeah. So it seems, um, seems like a, a very time. Con- I mean, it just doesn't seem easy to start up, but obviously if you're it, right now, uh, it like, yeah, it's, it's a terrible, that's what I'm saying too. Yeah. 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 During the pandemic where I'm sure many people in this field are struggling. I mean, sales are struggling, obviously even retail sales. I mean, no, it's either you're spending money cause you haven't in a while and you want to feel good for a little bit. I mean, you don't really need shoes. I guess you need money, but it just seems like if you have such a high percentage of interest, it's probably a hard business to start right now. What do you mean high percentage of interest if, is a hard business to start? Well, if a, to like if, sell product, if part of your business model is you give a loan for $100,000, but they have to pay back $130,000. That just seems hard during a pandemic when the economy is struggling. So that's where you have to sell it. So first off, my company would give it out to $130,000 for mm. $100,000. But it would be $130,000. It would be $0.38 cents if we gave it to that broker, the guy who you just spoke about. Because we have to give him the spread to make commission. You yeah, he's yeah, yeah, he's got to make his somehow. Yeah, so he actually has to sell it at a, at thirty eight percent. So if he borrows a, if he sells a hundred thousand, he has to pay back one hundred thirty eight thousand. Now, how do you sell that? It's pretty easy to be honest. I mean, let's say a trucker who has a two trucks, mm-hmm. and they generate let's say sixty thousand uh, dollars a month each. That's one hundred twenty thousand. A, yeah. a month, and right? then they, yeah, they do the math of what an extra truck would bring no, in. Let's say one breaks down. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Now you have no fucking choice. You have yeah. to take the money and, and you'll pay back that 30, 38% interest because it makes way more financial sense to lose and miss out on that business. Yeah. It makes sense to take that loan get your money in, as opposed to having a dead truck that makes you zero dollars. No, exactly. And this works with, you know, pizza ovens. This yeah. works with, uh, 
you know, mechanics. They have those lifts. So, so you can create good. And in a way, the money we generate are for failing businesses. So you do help people because they could take the money and and get an ROI. So that's, so that part of that business model is, is probably what makes it successful because in my opinion, and I think it's probably a fact in sales, you're helping, you're helping each other. You're selling something to help that person. And in turn, you're obviously helping yourself because you're making commission. Correct. And now look, I had a client last week and it was sad. He gave me a call and he straight up, he was paying an absurd price where he had to pay about $2,300 per week to pay our loan off. Mm -hmm. And he's, and he goes, Chris, if I don't take this 30,000, my business is going to shut down. And I straight up told him, I'm like, if you take this 30,000 in six months, you're going to be in the same situation you currently are in. Where you need to pay back 30,000 extra. He's going to call me up and he's going to, it's going to be this. So you're kicking the can down the road. And I, I, the way I sold him, was to be completely honest and empathetic and as clear as day, right? Absolutely. Because, Transparent. Because, yeah, because he spoke to my to my partner who was trying to like just sell him to make the commission. So he wanted to speak with me. And I always tell my clients or anyone, I don't care if you buy or not as long as you know the information and give me an opportunity. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, that way of thinking – being honest with your client, being transparent, telling them the right moves, most likely will be better for you in the long run. That person trusts you. They're going to come back. And if you treat everyone like that, he, you just said the guy asked for you. He didn't want to talk to the other the partner. Pretty much. And I sold the deal. Now, I think you're correct in that way of thinking that uh, to, to think and act like that in the selling cycle process long term is mm-hmm. how you but when you work for a corporation with quotas with numbers with management with micromanagement that all gets drastically changed and now when that guy uh you know could go out of business and if i know he's going to go out of business if he takes the money it forces the individual to push harder and to hard sell it which is now bad yeah i mean but what choices does this guy have if his business is going to close if he doesn't find money? Is there a cheaper way to find money? No, no. I mean, he kn- he knows what, what the choice is. Yeah. But the thing is, there are other situations where you can push that money on someone who may not need it. Yep. And then they can you can cause them to go bankrupt. Yeah. And, and the only re- two reasons why you would do that is if you're a greedy bastard, you yep, don't care about greed. people. Definitely greed, yep. Or if you're under corporate pressure. Uh, I guess uh, one sucks tremendously, and the other one you need to learn, you said, fucking, I guess, your ethics. Um, you yeah, know. Well, yeah, well, the, the, they, the ethics actually goes into the corporate entity in that. Yeah, absolutely, that's true. That's actually a good point. Because corporate and, is just like, sell, 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 I don't care. Yeah. And it puts the individual in a tough spot because it's like, Hey, like I have a family, I have bills. I do have to make this money. Like I, and I, man, it's funny. Everybody at my job makes fun of me. Cause I, you know, I wrote a book that's on Amazon called formulas of the journey. I don't know why they make fun of you. That's great. 
why they make fun of me. That's great. I don't, I don't know why I'm saying that makes no sense. Because I'll tell you why. Cause in the first paragraph, I said <laughs> how, I said how, uh, I used to work on wall street selling loans at 40% on the dollar. And I didn't want to do that cause it was unethical. And, and you still do I left. It. Yeah. And then I'm back, <laughs> I'm back on, <laughs> I'm back doing it. All right. Well, maybe we need to edit the first paragraph of that book because I'm sure you have you have formulas that you had thought were, you know, something that well, people should hear. Yeah, but it's different because I'm doing it now with an ethical company. So Oh, absolutely. Very it, true. Very it's true. Com- it's a com- it's completely different. Like I I have the freedom to tell the guy on the phone, mm-hmm. I don't think this is a good idea for you. Well, you just I'm did. Like, yeah, the story yeah, you just told. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember you in the other company. Um, I remember it, just how you. I just remember how you felt. I remember talking to you, and yeah, I remember it wasn't uh, something that you wanted to do for. A long it was. Time. It was fucked up what I was doing, and I was a twenty-two-year-old manager with a team, not knowing what the hell I'm doing, and uh, putting people in bankruptcy. I got a funny sales story that happened to me last week. If you're interested, of course, love sales stories. So, <laughs> this guy. Uh, was the most pissed anyone has gotten. And he hung up right in my ear. He's a client that I'm pitching a deal to. And uh, let's mm-hmm. just say it's a closed loss. Okay. So I'm not going to give you the full specifics of the actual like transaction because it gets pretty intricate on what I sell from a numbers aspect. Yeah. <clears throat> but I guess long story short is he thought he was going to get $10,000 off discount. But, correct. So, so he took a $30,000 loan and he had to pay back 40,000 over the course of the year. Right. Mm-hmm. That's 25% interest. Now, if you renew your loan, we forgive a hundred percent of the outstanding interest, but you, wow. can't, you can't renew until 50%. Okay. I was going to say that has to be something else. Yeah. So, so when you renew, you got to remember you paid off part of your principal and the interest. So at mm-hmm. 50%, you don't have a $30,000 principal and yeah. a $10,000 interest. You have like $20,000 principal and like $3,000 interest because every payment goes to interest and principal. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. So he thought that he was going to get the whole canceled, the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah, the whole $10,000 interest was going to be waived. Wiped he, away, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he's sitting there arguing with me that when someone sold him the initial loan, um, this was this is what it was. So I asked him, like, Who's, who'd you speak with? Oh, I don't remember. But he's telling me X, Y, and Z on how the loan is supposed to work and what he was told. I mean, now, interesting. Now, look, sales is all about energy, right? Absolutely. So, and, and from, from a phone aspect, it's about tonality. Tone, so, yes, yeah, yes. So, so I'm very, you know, conservative. I don't speak like how I'm speaking now for the most part at all. So after three times of going over what, what it is, now you have to get stern, right? Now you have to get stern where if you lose the deal, you don't care, but you have to know that like you're in charge and you mean business yeah you're run. this is yeah you're se- you're the one selling him he's not telling you how the show's going exactly yeah so so eventually and, and sales guys know 
everything. They know the back end. They know what you're doing before you're doing it. They, they, they control and dictate it all. Yeah. But eventually this guy pissed me off. And I said, I'm like, let me ask you something. You're telling me this is how it, it is. And this is what you were told, but you don't remember who told you that? A hundred percent. I was, I, that was what I was going to ask you. How do you I'm, not remember? I'm like, how do you not remember who told you all this, but you're so sure that this is what was said. Also, what a what a gift it is to be completely waived of that 10,000. If that was the case, you would absolutely remember that person's name. <laughs> Facts. Yeah. In fact, I see, I, I even see who like sold him, who spoke to him, X, Y, Z. Of course, like, of course. You know, it's in the contract on like what I'm saying. Bro, this guy was so pissed that like, you know, that that's a real fuck you from me, but being a nice guy, right? Absolutely, yeah. He's, a, he's a uh, taking advantage or yeah. trying to. A client doesn't want to hear that, especially when he's a, you know, a trucker or a mechanic. Like, he, he's not used to someone putting him in his place. Mm. He called me condescending, hung up in my ear. I didn't speak to him since. He called you condescending? Yeah, because, that's yeah, of course. The, that's not the worst, uh, I guess, verbal Well, insult. no. Well, well, you can't curse me out, really. Because you're recorded. Well, no. I'm no. recorded. I can't curse him out. Okay. But he necessarily wouldn't curse me out because at the end of the day, I'm correct. Yeah, he knows that. And he's, so that's so funny. So he's you see, yeah, you see that everywhere. I mean, that happens to me too as well. I mean, I came into this company in the position of manager and I had a client who I, I bought a bag a year ago, said it, it got lost and I owed him money. Like it was, it took months and months to work with this client, completely making shit up, saying he bought a bag from the previous manager and I needed to do something. I went through corporate. I went through everyone. I'm like looking for this guy's information. And he's lying. He's trying to, he's trying to play the system. He's lying. And I've called the nearby Gucci at the time. He did it to them as well. That is so funny. Did you intentionally, how, how did you know to call them? That because so I, I at the time I was close with, I was very close with the loss prevention guy um, who is not with us anymore but he said people sometimes do this as a career they will constantly go to every retailer and do shit like this around the United States and I was like that's very interesting and he's been an LP for thirty years so I called the Gucci because I know two of the people there and they had his name and they had him on literally as like a a watch list. So is that all the pre proof you need to showcase your superiors? Hey, without like refunding him or ignore him. That is all I needed for me to feel good. I, my company was not giving him anything. The guy had no receipt. I was trying to do the right thing. Oh, oh, you're funny. Oh, you're, you're too nice. I'm way more of a dickhead than you. Well, if, if this was a real problem, I mean, I would try and help him. But if I mean, I had to obviously get to the bottom. Oh, of it. if this was a year ago, and the guy—I mean, I—I'd I, have to look at him and judge judge him on how he's acting and body language. But I mean, get the fuck out of here! Oh, a year ago. very funny. He comes into the store just like all happy all the time. It, like, he don't come in no more. But when he came in and in the middle of this whole problem for like three months, he would always come in happy and leave very mad because I would never give what he wanted. Man. I tell you, maybe we should have more shows where we just have some sales stories. <laughs> That's a very valid point. I mean, our empire is so far, the foundation of it is sales. I mean, we made our bank account because we sell shit. 
which is a tangible, useful skill for anyone. Absolutely. I mean, any, any type of sales knowledge, if you, I mean, this is tangible knowledge. Yeah. You can, you literally use this as we are speaking. Listen, if you're listening to me now, go to your significant other and ask them, do you want to have sex now or later? (laughs) And that is a sales tactic. With that being said, I'm out. I don't know about you. I'm out. I mean, I'm just going to say great sales tactic and uh, maybe you guys will get more sales. Episodes. It's a great sales tactic because they'll either say now or, or later. later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, buddy. Later. <laughs>